Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. You know, if we're talking about this time of year and all the things that are coming up, let's also not forget about the nasal discomfort from dryness and congestion that can happen this time of year. My husband, poor thing, has suffered from this greatly forever, and the only thing that has ever helped him is Zycam. So do you have a history of nasal discomfort and dryness from congestion? Well, trust Zycam Nasal All Clear to keep your nose clean, clear, and healthy as a part of your daily routine. Only Zycam Nasal All Clear Nasal Swabs instantly deliver the triple action benefit of protecting, cleansing, and soothing your nasal passage. Not only that, but they're easy to use and convenient for on the go. It's a drug-free, non-saline-based moisturizing formula, and this product will quite literally help you swab it out. Zycam Nasal All Clear is available on Amazon. Search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A-L-L-C-L-E-A-R. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie. Uh, Jen and I are going to record our intro separately today because she's taking a much-needed little break with her family. Um, But I wanted to tell you quickly before we get into our win-fails about the wonderful episode we have for you today um, with Dr. Donishmund. This episode is especially for anyone that is wondering about the IVF process, wondering if they are a candidate for it, if they're going through it. He is the most wonderful human man, father, doctor. It was such a privilege for Jenna and I to get to speak with him. I have a personal friend who is going through the IVF process with him, so I can speak for how wonderful he is. And we just so appreciate him and his knowledge and all that he has shared. So um, I look forward to it for you to be able to hear it. Um, But before that, um, I'm going to share with you guys my win fails of the week. So here we go. Mommy win. Mommy fail. My fails. Uh, You know, well, you guys, I'm sure you all feel me. The holidays are great, but maybe not so great this year. And it's just feels like the tension and the hyperactivity and the all over each otherness has gone to a level that I am not comfortable with. I think also I'm just kind of feeling like normally we have this time And then we have that feeling like after the new year, everybody kind of gets back to their routine. Everybody's back at school. And just knowing that that's not happening is really affecting my mood. And um, I am not proud of it or happy about it. And I'm doing all I can about it and trying to give myself grace about it. But man, it is hard. I'm sure you moms feel me. Um, So my win, I don't know. I guess I've now carved out my meditation time to be at night It's usually my time when I get to be with Cutter and watch a little TV, but I found that meditating for 25 minutes instead of watching TV for 25 minutes and passing out has been better for me. So um, I hope that you guys are having a easier time maybe than I am. Maybe it's just having two boys and the overwhelming stuff of presents and Christmas and just craziness, but 
I'm really going to try to find the calm in me so that hopefully maybe that can bleed out into my family and the environment around me. Um, So with that said, I'm going to throw this over to Jenna and uh, happy new year, you guys. So much love to you and uh, see you soon. Hi, guys. So like Jamie said, yep, I uh, attempted to take the kids to a little snow. It ended up being closed. So we walked like a couple, like a mile to see some patches of snow. It was fun. The kids loved it. It wasn't ideal, um, but I'm glad we did it. So uh, win fail. Let's see. My win is that we actually got the energy, my husband and I, to take them to the snow. Um it, we've been promising them for a couple days now. So, um, even though the road was closed, like I said, we did it. We rallied, we hustled, we borrowed clothes, we got masked up and the kids had fun. Um, and I, I gotta be honest, like, I don't know why we don't go to the snow more. It's magical for these kids. Um, so we'll plan that in 2021, more snow for 2021. That's our goal. Um, an epic fail. I was having fun with Daisy on the snow. And by the way, the road was closed. We couldn't get up there to Mount Baldy because the road was icy. So like there literally was a lot of ice on the, on the road. And Daisy and I were having this little game while we were waiting for Neil and Milo to come down the road. And she fell so hard. She didn't break her fall with her hands. She broke her fall with her forehead on the road, on the icy road. I mean, I, I've i never seen her scream like this. An instant, instant, humongous bruise. I mean, it was swelled up to a golf ball immediately, went black and blue immediately. And all I was thinking was like, oh shit, I am at the top of a fucking mountain right now. I have no service. There's no one to call. God forbid there's anything wrong. We're going to have to like you know, rush down this mountain to go to a hospital. I mean, it didn't end up getting that bad. It was definitely a big bruise and she still has it, but she was okay. After a while, she wasn't sleepy. I sat in the back seat with her, um, and made sure she didn't fall asleep. And she's actually still not sleeping as I record this wind fail for you. And it's like 8 30 PM. Um, but anyway, so it's not a, a fail on my part. It's just, it was a fail on what could have been a perfect day. Um, it's a little daisy fail. But anyway, we are so excited about Dr. Donchman. So we're going to take a quick break and um, enjoy the show, guys. So growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I literally had to give it up as I grew up and became a mama, especially because it was full of bad stuff. It was full of sugar and junk that you really just shouldn't eat. And I've been trying to cut down on carbs, you know, hello, 2020 and sugar and unhealthy food and realized I basically can't eat anything anymore. So I discovered Magic Spoon, you guys. I don't know if you've heard of Magic Spoon. I have been hearing about it for a long time, and I am so lucky that it is in my house right now. My kids are devouring devouring it, and I do not feel guilty giving them bowl after bowl. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving, you guys. So I can eat this too and feel good about my carb intakes. And there's four flavors, cocoa, Fruity, which is my daughter's favorite, Frosted, which is my son's favorite, and Blueberry, which is my favorite. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. It's just absolutely incredible. So you guys have to check this out. 
Don't think twice about what cereal to get anymore. You have to go to magicspoon.com slash mama to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code mama at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll just refund your money. No questions asked, you guys. So that's magicspoon.com slash mama and use the code mama for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Our guest today is an internationally recognized fertility specialist with an extensive experience in complex IVS cases, as well as egg donor surrogacy third-party care. He is the recipient of numerous awards, including the PCRS Fellowship and Practicing Physician Research Award and the ASRM Star Award. He treats patients from all over the world with patients traveling from over 40 countries in 2019 alone seeking his care. He is known for developing and implementing cutting edge technologies, including NGS, to leading IVF experts around the world, and was the principal investigator in the multi-center global study trial of non-invasive PGTA, the latest cutting edge technique for assessing embryonic genetic health. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Donishman. Thank Hi. you so much, Amy. Pleased to be with you. Oh, thank you so, so much. I mean, you're you're such an impressive guy. And um, Jen and I know personally um, a patient that you are currently treating and who speaks the world of you. And this is an important subject for us mamas to talk about because I think that um, we are hopefully releasing women or lifting the stigma or the shame in the different ways that you have to go about, you know, creating a family. And you are one of the magicians in this world that are able and miracle workers in this world that are able to, to bring this to fruition for, for families. So on behalf of them, we thank you. Thank you so um, much, Jamie. I'm honored and, and, and humbled by it. Oh, I, I, I bet it's, it's must be incredibly gratifying work. Um, before we get started with, we have actually some listener questions for you. Absolutely. Um, we want to ask first, so you started with your fellowship and residency at UCLA, you're board certified in obstetrics and gynecology. How did you um, fall into, or did, did you know you always wanted to go into the IVF field? That's a great question. Uh, when I was in medical school, I, I really loved medicine. I mean, I, it was just a, such an incredible experience to be able to learn something about the body, something about the physiology uh, of, of the human body every day. But what really led me to fertility was um, I was actually rotating through a hospital and I had a sort of a short uh, internship with a fertility doctor. Mm. And her um, interactions and her bond with her patients uh, when they came back with their children. And she had helped many, many patients over the years uh, achieve their goal of parenthood. I thought that bond was just incredible. Um, sort of being a family person myself and um, I just felt that, you know, I, I wanted to be a fertility doctor. So I felt that it, it, being a fertility specialist encompassed two areas that I really loved. N- number one was the bond that's created between uh, the doctor and his or her patients. But secondarily, there was an intellectual side to it, you know, with, with reproductive endocrinology and reproductive hormones. I thought that intellectual aspect of it was really, really fascinating as well. So it was a combination of both of them. And she's the one who actually led me um, and became my mentor and, and inspired me to become a fertility specialist. Unfortunately, many years later, she actually 
lost her life, lost her battle to, to breast cancer. Um, but, uh, but I'll never forget, you know, the, the times that I had with her and, and, um, how she inspired me to become a fertility doctor. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. And I, I could only imagine how much more of an intimate experience it, it is because of, you know, the, the relationships and the bonds that you, you create and the amount of work you do together with these families. It, it really is. And, you know, it, it always starts off with, a, you know, a certain level of anxiety and, and sort of anguish over um, the years of infertility and the struggles that, you know, patients have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, you have to be there for your patients for support. You have to be available to them. You have to be able to have time to, to really hold their hand throughout this journey. And it's a journey. We talk about the fact that, you know, we're not going to achieve success in two weeks but we will in the next two to three months. So um, as long as there's a commitment and a dedication to, um, to the treatment, um, we're going to be there to support you through the journey. Um, and, and I've really had the opportunity and the honor to help uh, many patients in the U.S., but also many patients around the world as well. And that sort of exposed me to different cultures and how different cultures' perspective on infertility is, because there are many cultures where, like you said, and it was so pertinent and uh, poignant what you said. He said, you know, there's 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 a level of shame and guilt and um, as well as sorrow and, and, uh, and sadness in regards to fertility. And that also varies among different cultures around the world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I have a quick question, actually, as my husband comes in, but I'm on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a quick question, actually, if I can remember what, oh, um, I, and I know we're going to get to questions that are, um, that our fans wrote in, um, but if someone has gone to a fertility, let me first start off by saying I have several friends who have been struggling with fertility for a very long time, right. um, different scenarios, uh, is it important to, if, if you feel like there's a dead end, is it important to seek an expertise from another fertility yeah. doctor? And Jenna, such a great point you just raised, you know, because there are different approaches with different fertility doctors. And having done research over the past 22, 23 years, um, you know, you really want to, to have a doctor who's really up to date in terms of the, the latest research. Um, right. In fact, you know, there was an American Society of Reproductive Medicine conference, a virtual conference, which is the global conference for fertility. And it just was held virtually this week. And yeah. so I saw a patient yesterday from the United Kingdom um, by Zoom, and I recommended a treatment for her that whose research was just presented three days ago. Wow. Um, and, and, in, and, and it was an incredible research presented over, it was a, over 1,000 embryos that were um, looked at in terms of it, their chromosomal abnormalities. And so I think it's really, really important to keep up to date uh-huh. with the research. And I think also to, to, as somebody who presents many research, in fact, we had six research presentations at the conference that just occurred this week. Um, I think it's important. And, and like you said, Jenna, if patients feel like they've reached sort of a dead end, yeah. Um, now with Zoom technology, with video technology, you have the world at your fingertips. You know, right. reach out, you know, do your research, see who's the best person out there. Right. Uh, and distance is no longer an impediment for you to seek the best care possible around the world. 
um, and reach out and, and, and it's not a dead end. A lot of, many times I had three patients from New York city last month who came to see me and they had done several cycles in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, and they felt that they were at a dead end because, you know, the embryos were abnormal. There were, there were, there were a couple of cycles that didn't yield any embryos at all. And, and thankfully we were actually able to help them having studied their history, their medical history, what medications they were on. You know, I felt that they could use a different type of protocol for their treatment approach. And, um, I I believe they're going to have success. We ended up freezing some good quality embryos for them. And so I think that if you had spoken to them five months ago, they would have said, you know what, we've reached a dead end. We've gone to an academic doctor here and and we were not successful, but it's not the end. Um, You really need to seek out the very best care out there. And sometimes a different approach. It's not a, it's not that the, the, the first approach was wrong. It's just a different approach and different outlook on your fertility story. Right. Makes a difference. Well, I will certainly send them your way because, um, you know, I just, yeah. It's, Thanks, Jenna. I, I think I just feel like, you know, having a, and we don't even charge for our, you know, consultations on Zoom, on video, by phone. Oh, wow. You know, I don't, I typically don't because I feel like uh, it's, it's also a, a service that I can provide. If, even if I can guide the patient, so mm, yeah. then maybe they can discuss a different approach with their own doctor. Um, I feel like that that's something that positive, I've I, a positive influence I've, I would have had in, in their journey. That's amazing because a lot of doctors wouldn't do that and wouldn't just hop on a Zoom and even if they weren't going to use you. So you're, you have excellent I'm, bedside manner as they call it, right? <laughs> thank you. Thank oh, no. you. No, I have, I have patients around the world. And for example, just this week, I had uh, two couples from the United Kingdom and they're going to actually do their IVF in London. Okay. Uh, but I proposed a particular treatment protocol for them and they dis- they're going to discuss it with their doctor. And, and oh. I told them, I said, let your doctor know, let's, let's have a discussion together wow. because the goal yeah. is, the goal is success. Yeah, so yes. let's not have ego get in the middle of your a successful journey for yeah. you to have children. Um, if somebody gives me a different approach and, and I feel like it's, it's uh, something that's been uh, proven by research and it's going to help my patients. I'm completely open to it. Right. Wow. Cool. Well, <clears throat> I, it, so to open up the conversation, you know, because Jen and I are able to represent a lot of our listeners that, you know, are looking for some answers when it comes to infertility and the IVF journey. And so I guess, you know, in combing through um, the requests we got, we would like to start out with the first question, which I think many women have before seeking IVF treatment. Is there, is there a specific time? Is everybody different? So we, we, we talk about the fact that if you're under the age of 35, and you've been having unprotected intercourse, not even paying attention to when you're having intercourse in terms of ovulation time. If you've just been having unprotected intercourse for one year and you haven't achieved a pregnancy, it's time to see a fertility specialist. Mm-hmm. If you're 35 and older, it's six months. And, and the reason that is, 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 you know, for the 35 and older group is that the quality and the quantity of eggs starts to decline more rapidly after 35. So mm-hmm. we don't want patients to kind of try on their own for a year, year and a half. Right. And now the, the quality of the eggs continue to decline. And now they're going to have less of a chance of achieving success with treatment. So, and it's, and you don't, 
the, the reason that comes from studies where you have, if you have couples who have no fertility issues after six months of not even paying attention to when they have intercourse, if they just have unprotected intercourse after six months, over 50% of them should be pregnant wow. after nine months, over 70%. And after one year, over 85% should be pregnant. Mm. So when, when that doesn't happen, it may signal a, a problem in, in one of the sort of the fertility parameters. And that's when they, we really want them to seek help. Right. You know, that's very concrete and it's, it's very clear. And I actually like that because I think that it leaves less room for, you know, wondering or, or anything like that. You know, it's, it almost seems harsh, but I, I think it's, it's, it's good for that reason. Do you agree? Right. right. I, I totally agree. And, you know, there's no harm also in just seeking an initial consultation because sure. if you're also unsure that when to see consultation, just reach out to a fertility doctor. They'll do a, right. a consultation, initial consultation with you. And frankly, they may tell you, you know, it's a, it's a little bit early to do any fertility treatment. Maybe you guys can try for another six months and then come back to me. Uh, but I've also had cases where fertility doctors have given sort of the, uh, the, the, the wrong uh, uh, advice. I had a patient uh, that I'm uh, seeing and Three years ago, she went to a fertility doctor. Her FSH was the hormone that tells us about the quality of the eggs in the ovary. Her FSH was elevated at that particular time. So when it gets above eight, we start getting concerned that maybe there's a significant drop in the quality of the eggs in the ovary. So we really need to be proactive in terms of um, achieving their pregnancy in terms of treatment. Um, but that particular fertility doctor said, you know, no, I think everything's fine. Just uh, you know, try for another year. Now, she tried for another year. She wasn't successful. By the time she came to see me as a second opinion, her FSH went from 10 all the way to 17. Now the, her odds of achieving pregnancy, mm. even with in vitro fertilization, had drastically declined. So yeah. again, you got to seeking sort of consultation early on is not harmful. As long as, you know, again, you, you have somebody who's going to be very open and honest with you in regards to what, what's going on. And whether you really just need to try for another six months or a year, or really whether we need to do some in investigative work uh, I, to find out what's going on. I have several girlfriends of mine who have proactively seeked out um, consultations with um, fertility doctors. They are not in a relationship, but um, three, three of them have frozen their eggs. Have you seen... Um, an increase in women freezing their eggs, but at the age of 35 or around or before, if they're not in a relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, I think there's more awareness now, Jenna, and that's a great point that you raise in regards to freezing eggs, because if you're not ready to, to have children or you're not in a you know, relationship where you are contemplating that, um, then preserving your eggs is really preserving your fertility and preserving your options. So you're sort you're taking sort of your own fertility um, uh, options into your own hands. Yeah. Um, you know, whilst men produce sperm all the way into the fifties and sixties and seventies, um, you know, women have a finite time period during which they have good quality eggs in their ovaries, and so beyond that time, and really, it's a, it's it's a, from about the twenties all the way to about forty forty two years of age. Okay. At 40 years of age, 50% of women no longer have good quality eggs in the ovaries to, to achieve a pregnancy. And by 42, that, that number goes up above 80%. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think preserving your eggs 
when you're younger is going to help just in case. It's almost like an insurance policy. Yeah. yeah. And so there have been sort of two forces that have increased the number of patients seeking care for preserving eggs. One is more awareness, which yeah. I'm glad about. And number two, the costs have decreased for freezing eggs. The, the, the success rates have increased significantly because we have now new freezing technology that can preserve eggs for how, at, at a better quality and, and a longer time. I was going to ask, how long do eggs last? Well, we can freeze eggs and you can, you can have eggs that are frozen for even over 10 years. Okay. Wow. The, the question is, eggs don't freeze as well as embryos do. So embryos, typically when you freeze them, the survival rate, for example, is in, in, in the top clinics is over 95, 96% eggs, the survival rate can range somewhere between 70 to 85%. So an egg is just from the woman and an embryo is the the egg and sperm combined to make an embryo. Exactly right. Exactly right. And once the egg is fertilized by the sperm, if you freeze that, that resulting embryo afterwards, it's less prone to the effects of freezing. Oh. Whereas the egg is more fragile. So when you freeze it, sometimes you can have these sort of crystals that form. Now, the, the technology that really was a breakthrough in the, in the science of freezing was something called vitrification. So in the old days, we used to, when I say old days, it could be like seven years ago, yeah. but um, we used to freeze eggs and embryos uh, with something called a slow freeze technique. So we used to take the sperm, take the eggs or the embryos, and we would gradually decrease the temperature until we got to minus 196 degrees, centigrade, and that would cause the uh, um, eggs or the embryos to freeze. Now we use a technology called vitrification, which is a rapid freeze process. So you take the embryos or the eggs and you dip them into this environment that's minus 196 degrees. That creates sort of a glass covering around the eggs and embryos and freezes them instantly. And that technology was a breakthrough because now the survival rates went for eggs went from like 30 to 40% up to 70, 80, 85% in terms of freezing. And that allowed us, now that allows us to to freeze eggs for patients and at least give them confidence that they're going to have good survival once we thaw them out. Incredible. And age is just, age is more a factor for the egg quality than actually carrying, correct? Exactly right. A woman over 5 is not as greatly affected to carry the baby necessarily as just the quality of the egg. Exactly right. Whilst the ovaries and the eggs inside the ovaries age over time, the uterus actually doesn't age. Um, So even women in their 40s, mid 40s, even late 40s can carry a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Now, above 49 years of age, the risks associated with carrying a pregnancy do increase significantly. So we typically would recommend a surrogate for a woman who's 50 or above just because the risks of high blood pressure, um, diabetes, premature birth, and other complications, even like stroke and uh, other major complications can increase in the 50s. But many women are getting pregnant with the help of egg donors in their their 40s. um, And those egg donors are essentially donating their eggs. Of course, they get compensated for it, but that allows many, many patients to be able to achieve their goal of parenthood. And wow. speaking of egg donors, so um, that happens when you've tried all the avenues, your, um, whether or not you, some people can get pregnant easily, but they can't keep the baby. 
Right. Some people can't get pregnant. What are the different scenarios of why people are coming to see you? Because I know there's, I know there's a ton, but. Absolutely. That's, and, and that's a great question. So the number one reason why couples come to see me is, is related to equality. So when you look at, for example, most fertility specialists, the majority of the patients are going to be somewhere between 34 to 42 years of age. Again, because that's the time frame when the quality of the eggs start to decline more rapidly. In other words, the curve kind of takes a dip and, and, and there's a more acceleration in, in the decline in the quality of the eggs. Mm-hmm. So the number one reason we see patients is egg quality factors when the number and the quality of the eggs have declined. So imagine if I were to take 10 eggs from a patient out of those 10 eggs, it could be only one of those eggs is a good quality egg. And so if a woman is ovulating one egg each month, it may take her 10 months before she ovulates one good quality egg. Mm. And in that one month when she's ovulating a good quality egg, unless everything is perfect, meaning the fallopian tube is picking up the egg, the sperm is there at the right time, and all the conditions are perfect, then the next time she's going to potentially have a chance to get pregnant is another 10 months from there. And wow. in the meanwhile, the quality of the eggs continue to decline. So egg factor is number one. Number two is sperm factor. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that men continue to produce sperm, sometimes the quality of the sperm, either for genetic reasons, could be low, or it could be that some men don't even produce any sperm for different reasons, medical conditions, genetic reasons. But sperm factors are, are another one of the main factors. And then you have other factors, such as problems with the uterus. You know, some women can have um, fibroids or growths or other factors within the uterus that prevent the uterus from holding on to the pregnancy. Mm. Um, and then fallopian tubes can be blocked, which means that they won't be able to pick up an egg so that it, the egg can be fertilized by the sperm. So, but the egg and sperm factor are the two main reasons we see patients. Right. Okay. For, for women, kind of going back to the first um, question about when to seek IVF treatment, um, and I'm glad that women are talking about miscarriage more. Um, right. is, there, is there a number of miscarriages that would then cause concern? Or it, like, I mean, I'm sure people, the women are dealing with their OBs at the time and having a conversation, but I'm sure it's something that people are wondering about. No, absolutely. And again, another great question. Two or more miscarriages is a time when you should seek uh, help of a fertility specialist. Two or more. Okay. In the old days, we used to say three or more, like once you've reached your third miscarriage, but that's mm-hmm. just too painful. I mean, that's uh, yes. you know, going through three miscarriages. So we used to, you know, tw- over 20 years ago, we used to say, well, somebody's had two miscarriages. Let's wait until if she has a third miscarriage, then we're going to start treatment. But then for me, it didn't even make sense because I said, well, we're going to have someone go through three miscarriages before we're going to see them. Why not be proactive and see them now so they don't have their third one? So yeah. now, actually, the, the the thinking has changed over the last several years. And now, when you, when I looked at, for example, the the American Society of Reproductive Medicine conference that just concluded this week, everybody's talking about two miscarriages. So if you've had two miscarriages, especially in the first trimester, we need to see you now. Why? Because the number one reason for those miscarriages is egg quality issues, mm-hmm. and num- the number two reason is sperm quality issues. So we need to address both of those right away and time. It's a time sensitive factor. And you, and you deal with sperm issues as well, or is that a different doctor that the men need to go to? No, we, we, we deal with sperm factor issues as well. And, and that's one of the, and that's a great point, Jenna, because 
some men go seek the the help of uh, you know their internists or even a urologist. Urologist, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So, but come to us first. Now we may need the help of a urologist, and nothing mm-hmm. against urologists. My own brother's a urologist, <laughs> and um, and so he goes to the other school in downtown Los Angeles. I forgot the name. I think it's like USC or something like that. But <laughs> we always tease each other about that. Um, so right on. Uh, I'm an SC girl. Uh, you are. I know. You know. Sorry. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, we have a camp called Bruin Woods. We go there every year, and then you know, there's a stage, and after the talent show. They, they the and it, all the Bruin with their UCLA Bruin counselors that are there, and then they say, okay, anybody who's gone to USC, anybody who even drove by USC, has had lunch or dinner in the USC cafeteria. Everybody, come on stage because we're going to do a collective boo. But actually, USC is one of the I didn't top go there. My whole family yeah. did, though. So. USC is one of the top universities in the world, and um, frankly, there are some areas of medicine where USC is stronger than UCLA. So, despite my sort of bias and, and uh, being an alumni of, of UCLA. Um, you can't go wrong, basically. No, yeah. no. Um, so, you know, th- we want men to also come see us first. Even if there's a male problem, we are, we're male fertility specialists as well. Sometimes we may need the help of a urologist, meaning that if men don't produce sperm, we may actually have to um, do a testicular biopsy or may have to actually extract sperm directly from the testicles. And that's typically done with our colleagues, urology specialists. Um, but we kind of conduct a care. We were the ones who are going to refer them if they need a urologist at that time. Okay. Wow. That's very helpful. Um, so <clears throat> the last question before, because then we want to talk to you about your family, which you so uh, beautifully have shared with us, Shanda and I prior. Um this was an interesting question. I actually never thought about it. And I don't know if it's something that women are wondering about. Um, we had somebody ask us if IVF could cause cancer down the road. Is this, is this, I didn't know if this was a common question or concern. I had never heard it before. It's actually a fairly common question and, and, and concern, and especially for patients who go through multiple cycles of treatment with IVF. Right. And thankfully, um, the statistics and the research studies are very reassuring in regards to IVF. Now, one of the things is that 2% of all babies born in the United States are the product of IVF. In Europe, it's closer to about 4 to 6% of all babies. Born. Wow. Now, why is it higher in Europe? In Europe, they actually, in most countries, there is coverage for IVF. Oh. So if you live in Belgium, for example, you have three cycles of IVF that are covered by your health insurance, which is, which is great. We you don't know, my, have that kind of my husband, My husband works for Google and they help with IVF, which is incredible. Absolutely. And a lot of many of the, um, the, the larger tech companies work with um, particular insurance companies to give coverage, not only for you know, heterosexual couples, but yeah. gay couples as well. I see many... Yeah. Um, gay couples as well to, for their um, family building journeys. So, um, so, and and all the studies that have been done are very reassuring in regards to no long term effects of IVF in regards to breast cancer, ovarian cancer, or other types of diseases. So, we're really, I think, uh, uh, in a in a state where we've done enough studies and looked at IVF, and even patients who do multiple cycles of IVF, there's no evidence for increased risk of cancer. Okay. Wonderful. Good well, we know. hope the mamas that wrote in about that are feeling more comfortable. And um, we're yes. going to take 
a quick break, but before we do and wrap up this conversation, um, um, again, on behalf of our listeners and Jen and I, thank you so much for the work that you do. And My pleasure. Like, the, the genuine care you clearly have for your patients. Um, again, you're a miracle worker, and I just I can't imagine how gratifying your work must feel. Um, you guys, if you are looking to go down this journey and can contact Dr. Donishman, it's the San Diego Fertility Center. You're wonderful. Um, we'll be right back because we're going to make him share a shitty daddy and tell us all about his three teenage <laughs> We'll be right back. Thank you. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Jen and I want to tell you guys all about Elderberry Super Immune Soft Melts. All Child Life Essential Vitamins are non-GMO, they're gluten-free, no artificial colors, flavors, fillers, or sweeteners, allergen-free, and pediatrician-developed. Child Life Essential Elderberry Super Immune Soft Melts provide a unique combination of immune-boosting ingredients in each tasty tablet for optimal immune support. Yep, they're formulated with ingredients that are clinically proven to result in fewer missed school days. There's zero sugar and they won't stick to their teeth. And most importantly, they're kid approved with their delicious natural berry flavor. Exactly. And you guys, sick days are inevitable, but elderberry super immune soft melts may protect little ones and blossom their immune response. So get 10% off child life products on iHerb.com, US only. Expires 631 2021. Again, 10% off child life product on iHerb.com. Put Mama Said for the code. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back. So, I I mean, God is amazing because, of course, you have three daughters because you're such a wonderful <laughs> man. And they should see that this is how men should be and this is what they should expect and what they deserve. Um but you, you know, we don't, Jen and I have little ones. So we, we are, we have no idea what adolescence and teenage life is like. Right. And you right. wrote something really beautifully about how, you know, it's such a time of growth and discovery for both your children and right. for you as a parent. And I was, we were just wondering if you could talk a little bit further about that. Absolutely. No, I, I will. And I, I think it, you know, for me as, as, as a father, it was a, you know, big transition, uh, being so loved and, 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 you know, so getting so much attention from your daughters. And then suddenly they became te- teenagers and they, they wanted to sort of distance themselves. They wanted to sort of extend yeah. their wings and they would actually like push you away. You know, no dad, I don't, I don't want to go surfing with you. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't feel like that. And suddenly I said, well, wait a minute, six months ago, I would come and you say, okay, dad, let's go. You know, I'll get, I'll, I'll get ready. And Let's go surfing or let's go here. Let's go get a, a, a cybo, uh, you know, a nectar and, and, and let's do it. And so now San like, Diego. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly right. I love acai bowls, by the way. My, my daughters got me into acai bowls and now I love them. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, a lot of the interesting stories um, came about during the teenage years. Now I have a 15 year old a 17 year old and a 19 year old. Oh my gosh. So, um, but yeah, so it's, so it's, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. I think you, if you, 
what I would recommend to all parents is read some really good books on the teenage years because it'll help you get prepared and you'll feel less frustrated, less angry, less melancholy about what's happening. If, if you understand mm-hmm. what's going on in terms of their psyche and their growth and that phase of discovery that they have, you feel less sort of, it becomes less personal. You're like, okay, yeah. I just need to be here, be present and, and support them. Oh, what beautiful advice. So, it's so wonderful. Well, you hinted at um, that UCLA camp, Camps, yes, right? Whatever it yeah, thing exactly. is, exactly. Bruin Woods Camp, yeah, the UCLA Thank camp. You. Yeah. So I think this might be your shitty daddy story. Cause yeah. Did you terribly embarrass your daughters? Great. We would love for you to share that. If yeah, possible. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about how I embarrassed my daughters. Yes. Shitty mommy. <laughs> not hard when they're teenagers. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, you know, I always thought I was cool. You know, I have a. I have a very, I have a great Spotify account. I mean, I listen, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the one who introduced my daughters to rap. I'm the one who introduced, I, you know, when, when they were four or five, they were, they were listening. We, I was listening to Eminem. They listened. I was listening to, you know, Boogie Down Production. You know, the, 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 the rap that I grew up with. We think you're cool. We think you're cool, by the way. Like you're cool. You don't like. If your daughters are ever going to listen to this, your dad's cool. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I you know what? I'm going to play this podcast for them. Like you, <laughs> you listen to rap, you eat acai bowls and you surf. What more and, could your daughters ask for? And, you know, and, and on occasion, if I, if I have enough money, I'll go shop at Fred Siegel's on Melrose. So I think, you know. What? I mean, okay. Mike, Mike drop, coolest guy ever. Mike, or you could that. come to Malibu and visit me and go to Fred Siegel there and surf. I would love it. Jenna, I, I'm waiting for an invitation. You invite me and I'll come over. Come on over. <laughs> okay, but go on. We want to hear about the shitty daddy. Sorry. Oh, here's a shitty daddy story. So, you know, every week, so Bruin Woods, it's a, it's a beautiful camp. It's a family camp one week out of the year and it goes for, for 10 weeks. So we are in, in one of the weeks and it's about 120 families. We each have a little lodge that we stay in and the, the, the adults have their own programs. The kids have their own programs. And then there's some programs that are together. So one of the things that Bruin was, it's really cool. And it's run by essentially uh, UCLA um, uh, June, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. They run the, they run the show and they have some adult uh, uh, adults who are the, sort of the executives. It's a, it's about a 70 acre property right on Lake Arrowhead lovely place. So there's all kinds of things you could do. You could, you could play tennis, you can go hiking, you can go water skiing, but every Tuesday is the family talent show. So, you know, um, I would, I use, I love dancing. So, and, and, and growing up, you know, I was a big fan of Michael Jackson and, and, and all his incredible moves. And when I went to his concert and I was just so inspired. And so I've developed my own sort of moves over the years. And for a long time, you know, my, my daughters and I would have these sort of uh, video sessions together and we would dance and I would teach them some, you know, moves and they thought I was really cool. And so, but the teenage years hit and once the teenage years hit, then I became less cool, but I didn't really realize how uncool I was until every year at, at, at the talent show, myself and one of the other parents would put on a, a kind of a dance show together, lots of fun. And, we'd, you know, it was fun picking the music and then we would do the choreography and, and, and then we would, you know, 
present. It was like a three minutes thing. So um, when I was kind of backstage getting, trying to, you know, preparing to come on stage, one of my friends said, oh, Saeed, you're going to, you're not going to like your, your, your daughters. They're, gonna, they're out there. So I come out and of course I'm dancing in my moves and in, in, in kind of in between, I realized that all three of them were wearing pair paper bags. Oh. And, you know, with with their eyes, you know, cut out and no. the mouth cut out, much like people do when they're, you know, not appreciative of their of their football team when they're losing a lot. Oh. So yeah, they all three had paper bags and and <laughs> they're just kind of shaking their heads like this. And then I knew that the teenagers had, had truly hit because yeah. I was no longer cool. The dance moves were no longer cool. Oh man. You know? Uh. And 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 they they politely asked me after the the the, the last dance that I did. Dad, please don't do that again. Um, it's really embarrassing at your age. Embarrassing oh. at your age. My oh. goodness. Not only were they embarrassed, now they made me look like a fossil. So I was now so old and decrepit that I was no longer cool. Despite the fact that I thought I danced well and, and you know, my other friends all came to me, my, the other adults. They, Saeed, wow, I, you know, you, you did a great job. So that, that was one of my... Wait like five or seven years and they're going to come back around and be like, my dad's so cool. Yes. And they're going to speak so fondly of that story. Like they're yes. going to be, how great was my dad? That's in there somewhere. Don't you yeah. worry. They're just hunting right now. I think so. I mean, and you know, I, and I, and I see some of the influences that I've had, you know, they all three of them love music. They're all three pianists. They all really? love music. They like different genres, including rap. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they like going to Melrose and just, you know, shopping. I think one of the, uh, famous, uh, uh, songwriters has actually has a store on uh, near Melrose and, uh, I think it's on Fairfax. Anyway, we went, I took them, the, the three of them over there cause they want to do some shopping and some cool, yeah. <laughs> um, attire. And so I, I, so I see some of the influence, but if you ever ask them, you know, right now, you know, who's influenced you with, with all this? Oh, I don't know. Just my friends, you know, some, I just did it on my own. (laughs) Was your dad? I don't know. You know, yeah, he's, he probably, yeah, shopped at Melrose when he, and then during (laughs) the, um, you know, Ronald Reagan administration, I don't know, maybe before then. So Uh, we'll interview you in 10 years to see what changed. I think so. Yeah. So before before that, but we'll catch up. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much. We think the world of you. Thank you for the work that you do, for the time you spent with us. Um, and we actually always close this show with something, with a quote. Uh, we say it's our mama said quote of the day. But you actually emailed us a beautiful poem that we would like to share as our mama said today. So everyone at home, remember, mama said, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their soul dwells in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. I love that so much. I think, I think you're crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful poem. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, when you have children, I think you're affected by it a great deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, what I desire for 
all my patience is to be able to have that joy of parenthood. So, but it is a beautiful poem and, you know, it just, that you go through phases and, you know, when they become less attached to you, I think it's difficult, but I think if you understand it more, then I think you can appreciate it and you can just help support them throughout the whole process. You're doing God's work. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for Thank everything. You. And for- it's been a pleasure to um, be part of your oh. podcast. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for getting emotional towards the end of it, oh. but uh, we're, I think we're all pretty emotional. We're all emotional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you shared a beautiful, beautiful thing with us. And it's, it's so true. And it is, I, we, Jenna and I always say, it is the greatest privilege in the world to be a parent. It is the hardest it is. and most wonderful ride of your life. It really is. It is privilege. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Alex Inkberg, Will Sterling, and Steve Delamater. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are... Child Life Essentials, Elderberry Super Immune Soft Melts. For 10% off, use the code MAMASAID on iHerb.com. Zycam, available on Amazon. Search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A-L-L-C-L-E-A-R. Geico, whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash mama to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code mama at checkout to get free shipping. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Bye-bye.